Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive all year, every year. That's right, all 365 days per year and all 366 days per leap year. Happy Christmas Eve, Eve. Happy Christmas, Adam. Happy day before the night before Christmas. Happy Tibbs Eve. Happy Festivus. Happy December 23rd, whatever you choose to call it. And thanks again for joining us for another installment of Another Christmas Story. The final installment of Another Christmas Story. That's right, y'all. After nearly a year of releasing weekly installments, we made it to the end of our tale. This week's epilogue will be read to you by our very own Julia Colburn, the elf with the best voice, and I can't think of anyone I'd rather have close this story out. I do have a few things I wanted to say to all of you and a few thanks to give, but I'll do that after you listen to the close of this novel. So, without further ado, I'm just going to pass it over to Julia Gulia to read to y'all the epilogue entitled Christmas All Over Again. Enjoy! Hey, this is Julia from Tis the Podcast, and Anthony has graciously let me read the epilogue to his book. I'm super excited. Y'all should be super excited. Not just for this great book, but the fact that Christmas is almost here. So sit down, get comfy, and let's finish this out. One year later. Epilogue. Christmas all over again. Christmas Eve, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Joseph Nazario nervously paced back and forth across the living room of the Midtown Manhattan penthouse apartment that he and Mary Holiday owned. The two childhood friends had made the decision to take the plunge, to make the enormous shared purchase and move in with one another six months after the two of them had separately moved back to New York and in with their parents, which happened to coincide with six months of dating one another. They had used the funds from their New York Times bestseller, Another Christmas Story, to make the purchase, and if the money they made off the book weren't enough to provide a comfortable life for the two of them, the deals, both of which were negotiated by Joey's ex, Liliana, that the two had just signed to option the book as a movie and as a Broadway show would have been, hell, the money they received from interviews alone would have been enough. One such interview was playing on their wall-mounted 80-inch television in the living room at that very moment, a pre-recorded retrospective segment that they had filmed for the Today Show, 
that Joey and Mary had participated in with the other people that had been present at the manger where Mary had given birth to Gabriella one year earlier. Those who also took part in the interview included the cops, Seamus Dwyer and Andrew Lee, along with the New York City's police commissioner, Thomas Burke, and the commanding officer of the NYPD's Midtown North Precinct, Lindsay Pendleton, the former animal control employee, Hudson Jackson, and the two animals that he had rescued in the midst of Winter Storm Elsa that Christmas Eve and ended up adopting, the pit bull with the brindle fur, Booster, and the fat tabby cat, Dexter. The little drummer boy that had performed for them, Aaron Rankin, in addition to his mother, the older brother, his baby sister, and his former third grade teacher, the Radio City Rocket, Brittany Clarkson, and the animal handler for the Christmas Spectacular, Marcello, as well as his young goat, Billy. President Emily Williams, Prime Minister Nathan Dubois, Prime Minister Miranda Richardson, and their retrospective spouses, close staff members, and security details. And of course, the two NYU journalism students who had captured the entire aftermath of Mary's birth on camera, Elizabeth Meyer and Noah Clark. That night, one fateful year ago now, had changed all of their lives for the better in a variety of different ways. And everybody that had been inexplicably drawn to the manger to witness the birth of Gabriella Sarah Holliday was doing far better now than they had been 365 days prior. Indeed, the president, who was speaking animatedly on the television at that moment, had received worldwide praise for her efforts with Russia and was expected to easily cruise to re-election, the season of which she was in the middle of. Oftentimes, Joey couldn't believe his own luck. He stared around the modern apartment, which was elegantly decorated for Christmas, and offered panoramic views of New York City and Hoboken, and found that he was still in awe of his life, which had truly taken off, all because fate had him run into a childhood friend a year ago where they were both down in the dumps. Both of them were aware of how blessed they were, and it was because of this that there were reminders of that Christmas Eve all over the apartment. Besides a multitude of framed photographs of Gabriella hanging on the walls, they also had the picture of the manger scene that had gone viral, blown up and framed besides a selfie that Joey, Mary, and Gabriella had taken backstage at the Today Show the week before with the morning show hosts and all the people who had been at the scene of Gabby's birth a year ago. And Joey still couldn't believe he had been lucky enough to be the person who got to stand beside his personal hero, President Williams. Then there was the four-picture frame in which they had placed a picture of themselves posing with Macy's Santa, the candid shot of Mary kissing the same Santa, the two of them outside of FAO Schwartz with an employee dressed as a toy soldier, and the two of them standing in front of the manger at the end of the Channel Gardens with the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree looming large behind them. And, of course, they had also framed a multitude of news clippings pertaining to that night, in addition to the contract they had signed with the publisher the day they had officially sold the book they had written together, in which they told their story. The book itself was on display prominently perched on the mantle of their electronic fireplace. The 
A. <clears throat> Another Christmas Story. Written by Mary Holiday and Joseph Nazario. The text was etched into the jacket above a simple sketch-like, almost stick figure-esque line drawing of an empty manger, flanked by angels blaring horns at the structure in front of a large Christmas tree. Joey stared at this image for a moment, still in disbelief that he was a published author, when a voice exclaimed behind him, Happy anniversary! Joey smiled at the sight of Mary, walking down the hall towards him in a pair of tightly fitted jeans and a red sweater, fastening her gold earrings into her ears as she did so. Happy anniversary, Joey replied, kissing her the moment that she came to a stop in front of him. Though the two hadn't officially started dating for a few weeks after that fateful day they had run into one another in Manhattan, they both agreed to acknowledge Christmas Eve as the official date that they'd celebrate since it was the day they both realized that they were in love with one another. All ready to go? Joey asked, and Mary's eyes flickered towards the television on the wall, upon which she was talking as she gently bounced Gabriella up and down on her lap. We have to swing by Ryan and Nat's place to pick them up. Almost, Mary replied absentmindedly. Gabby just needs to be dressed. Do you mind doing that? Joey asked, doing his best to try and sound nonchalant. I have to start gathering everything we're bringing to our parents' houses. He motioned at their enormous Christmas tree, twinkling brightly in the corner, beneath which were mountains of wrapped presents. Mary bit down hesitantly on her lower lip before giving a curt nod. Sure, okay. Noticing the uncertain look on his girlfriend's face, Joey gently touched her arm. What's wrong? Are you okay? Mary stared up at the man she loved for a moment, her mind racing and looking as though she were on the verge of saying something before she forced a smile onto her face. I'm fine, just tired. Then, standing on the tip of her toes, she planted a swift kiss on his cheek and scurried away down the hall towards the baby's room, her mind running through every possible scenario in which she could break the news that she needed to break to Joey, and every possible reaction the man might have. Upon entering Gabriella's room, Mary paused at the doorway and smiled to herself. Though the space was a mess, overcrowded with heaps of toys and children's books strewn all over the place, it was her favorite room in the home. Given that her daughter was born on Christmas Day, Joey had commissioned an artist to paint murals on three of the tall walls that included characters from all of the classically timeless and iconic Christmas specials that included the world of Rankin Bass, the Grinch, and the entire Peanuts gang. The whole room looked like a whimsical winter wonderland. And directly opposite the doorway was a floor-to-ceiling window which offered a spectacular view of the Empire State Building, lit up that morning in green and red for the holiday, which shone brightly through the moderate snow that had just begun falling from the sky. Mary was so caught up in the view that she momentarily forgot why she had entered the room, only to be reminded when Gabby began cooing loudly from her crib. Mama, Mama. Shaking her head to clear it, Mary smiled and made her way towards the crib. Mama's here. Rise and shine, baby girl. It's Christmas Eve. We're going to see Grandma and Grandpa and Nan and Pop, and Santa's going to visit later. Isn't that exciting? Yes, and tomorrow's your birthday. One year old already. Isn't that amazing? Mary peered over the crib to stare down at her daughter, 
who looked remarkably like her, and froze as her eyes widened in shock. Gabby was wide awake, cooing happily on her back, and was wearing a brand new onesie, which read, Mommy, will you make Joey my daddy? Trembling, she reached into the crib and picked up the baby, who didn't have a biological father, a fact that still only she, Joey, and Beryl Bernstein were aware of. Mary held Gabby close to her bosom and turned to face the doorway of the room to find Joey down on one knee, an open ring box in his hand, inside of which a diamond ring sparkled brightly. At the sight of him, looking extraordinarily cute, despite being very obviously nervous, Mary couldn't help but begin to tear up, which the man took as a cue to start speaking. Mary Holiday, he began, his heart racing. This past year with you has been the most amazing year of my life. You are my best friend, my soulmate, and the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. My only regrets are that we didn't talk for 10 years and that we didn't start dating sooner in order to get more time together. I promise you here and now, if you say yes, I will love you and take care of you forever and I will always love Gabby and treat her as though she were my own. So he took a deep, shuddering breath. Will you marry me? Tears flowing freely down her face now, Mary nodded enthusiastically. Of course, yes! Beaming, Joey slipped the engagement ring onto her finger and leapt to his feet in order to passionately embrace her before gently kissing Gabby atop her head. I love you so much, both of you. We love you too, Mary replied, looking at her hand to stare at the enormous heavy rock. This isn't the same one that you gave Liliana, is it? She joked, causing Joey to laugh before saying, my parents are going to be thrilled. Your parents, Joey asked. My parents are going to be over the moon. He paused for a moment before adding, though I doubt any of them are going to be more excited than Ryan and Natalie were when I told him I was proposing. They knew, Mary asked, completely surprised. Joey nodded, told him last week. Wait until I see Nat, Mary exclaimed outraged. I can't believe she managed to keep it a secret from me. Speaking of which, Joey glanced down at his Rolex watch, a gift he had bought himself the night that he and Mary sold their book. We need to get going and pick him up. Before we do though, there's something I've got to tell you. Mary insisted, her nerves causing her heart to race and her stomach to constrict uncomfortably, making her feel nauseous. What is it? Joey asked, concerned, peering into the woman's wide, nervous eyes. What's wrong, Mary? You're scaring me. Staring deep into his blue eyes, Mary took a deep breath and informed him, I'm pregnant. Joey's mouth dropped open in surprise as his stomach performed somersaults. Seriously, he asked, wanting to ensure he'd heard her correctly. Seriously. And you're sure it's mine? Joey! Mary rolled her eyes and backhanded his shoulder playfully. I'm joking, I'm joking, Joey beamed as he rubbed his shoulder. But wow, pregnant? That's amazing. Mary, I'm so, I'm so... He searched around for a word to adequately describe how he was feeling before settling on happy. Relief flowed through Mary's body at how over the moon her fiancé seemed at the news. A complete 180 from the way that Luke had reacted when she first informed him she was pregnant. 
almost two years ago. God, I love you. I love you too. And with that, the childhood friends embraced one another again as Gabby clapped happily in her mother's arms, both of them excited by the prospect that not only would their family of three soon become four, but also what lay ahead for them in the future. The end. Thanks for that, Julia. As always, you did an amazing job and injected my words with some heart, warmth, and emotion. And I want to throw out a very special thank you to both you and Tom for not only letting me hijack the show once a week to release my book piecemeal like this, but also for contributing your voices and talents to helping me bring my story to life. Y'all are amazing, y'all are family, and I love you both. I do also want to thank the following people for helping me bring my story to life each week, some of whom have been pulling double duty and reading multiple chapters. So, in order of appearance, Rebecca Bull, Jerry Davila of Totally Rad Christmas, April Riley, Todd Killian of Christmas Clatter, Craig Brewer of Weird Christmas, Ron Hogan of Filmstrip Podcast, CJ Belanger of Christmas Conversations, Scarlett Alexandra of Netflixmas, Mike Westfall of Advent Calendar House, Kendall Foray of For Fork's Sake, Michelle Kidwell of Michelle's Cozy Mystery Book Club, Nicole Little, McLean Slaughter, Charlene Lewis of Fashion Speaks, Tim Babb of Can't Wait for Christmas, Stephen Beach of Uplifting House Sessions, Jay Skipworth of Filmstrip Podcast, Matt Yurick of TGI Podcast, Glenn Warren of Seasons Eatings, Lauren Simone, Adam Parker Sibon of Mary Britmas, Sean Sotka of the Christmas Podcast Podcasts, Robert Nickerson of Behind the Bells, Manny Torres of Felice Christmas Mary Navidad, Art Kilmer of A Cozy Christmas Podcast, Matt Spaulding of Two Broke Geeks, The FBI's Most Wanted, and Green Mountain Santa, Kim Cooper of Planning for Christmas, Danielle and Jackie of No More Late Fees, Danielle Essery, and of course, my beloved wife, Sarah Houston, who puts up with me and my geeky writing Christmas Batman and political obsessions every day. I do not deserve her, and she truly epitomizes that great woman behind every man. So Sarah, if you are listening, I just want to say I love you and I am so thankful for you. But in terms of all of you who have contributed your voices to my book, you all took time out of your year to help me get this story out there in front of people. You put so much effort, love, heart, and talent into it. I loved everything you did with the writing you were given, the chapters you were given. I loved all your special effects and accents that ranged from amazing to so bad they were good. You all mean the world to me, and I am so lucky you are in my life, and I get to consider you friends and family. This was such a wonderfully beautiful collaborative effort, and I'm so grateful for you all. Just like I am so grateful for all of you listeners. You took a chance tuning into the first installment of Another Christmas Story way back in January, and put your faith in me and my storytelling abilities each week you tuned in to find out what happened. I'm so thankful to all of you who took the journey over the course of this past year with me, and I hope I didn't disappoint any of you with the resolution of the story. 
As you know, it's a dream of mine to be published one day, and your enthusiasm each and every week and engagement with this story made me a bit more confident that maybe I'll achieve that goal at some point in my life. So thank you. I love you all and are so thankful for each and every one of you, not only for tuning in to listen to this story every week, but also being fans of Tis the Podcast in general. If you don't already, make sure to check out the show's social media feeds. All you have to do to get to each is go to www.tisapodcast.com slash Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, or Facebook group. Our Facebook group is by far the most active of our social media pages. It's always busy, year-round, and not just with Christmas chatter, although that's obviously our primary focus. There's plenty of talk about pop culture, comic books, movies, TV shows, memes, and other holidays as well. Especially those other Burr Month holidays we all love, like Halloween and Thanksgiving, which lead up to the most wonderful day of the year itself. The Facebook group has also kind of become a one-stop shop for many of the Christmas podcasts that you know and love on the Christmas Podcast Network. So not only will you find new episodes of Tissa Podcast there and get to interact with Julia, Tom, and myself there, but you'll also find new episodes of Behind the Bells, the Christmas Podcasts podcast, Season's Eatings, Totally Rad Christmas, Christmas Clatter, TGI Podcast, A Cozy Christmas Podcast, Advent Calendar House Podcast, Christmas Conversations, Planning for Christmas, all of your favorites posted there as well, and find all the hosts of said shows you know and love on the website too, always willing to interact with anyone and everyone about anything. A mini Christmas family, a truly international Christmas family, has developed within the Facebook group, and it is the thing that Julia, Tom, and myself are most proud of in terms of what has sprouted out of and grown out of this show. But speaking of the show... If you want more bonus episodes, Christmas cards, enamel pins, ringtones, etc., check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash tisapodcast or www.tisapodcast.com slash Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can get full-length bonus episodes of the show. We've slowed down the past two months because, as you all know, the holidays get so busy. But we're going to pick up once again in January. My goal is to release at least one Patreon episode a week, which should be easier in theory now that another Christmas story is over. However, we'll see what my new job has in store in terms of keeping me busy. But regardless, there's tons of backlogged content up there currently. There's truly something for everyone, so check it out. All of the money we receive from y'all gets recycled back into Tissa Podcast and helps us put out new swag and improve the quality of the show in general. But if you don't want to give us money, that's okay. There are tons of free ways you can help the show as well. Besides joining and sharing the social media pages mentioned earlier, you can also leave us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or wherever you listen to and follow the show. This is super important because every new review helps new listeners to find us and helps us to spread the Christmas cheer 365 days per year and 366 days per leap year. Not only that, but you can get a free sticker too, but only if you send us your address and a screenshot of your review afterward because we're not mind readers. Anyway, coming up on the show this upcoming Monday, December 27th, our first episode post-Christmas 2021, which is so freaking weird to say, 
we will be releasing our episode in which we are joined by Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas and April Riley to discuss HBO Max's An 8-Bit Christmas, which is based on the book by Kevin Jakubowski. In addition, later that same night, we will be recording our episode on Netflix's new film, A Boy Called Christmas, based on the Matt Haig book of the same name, and that will drop in your feeds on January 3rd, 2022. So keep your eyes on your podcast feeds, because there's lots of great stuff coming up, lots of exciting stuff coming up, but that's not the most exciting news we have for you today. To reveal that, I'm going to throw it back over to Julia. Only two days until Christmas. Love y'all. Can y'all believe that? We are two days away from Christmas 2021. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. That is freaking crazy. In a few short days, we'll be counting down to Christmas 2022 already. That's insane to me. But don't fret, because we're not there yet. Enjoy the next few days with your family, friends, and loved ones, y'all. And... Once we're past Christmas 2021, be assured that myself, Julia, and Tom, and the whole TISA podcast, show, and family will be there to help you get through 2022 to the next holiday season. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas, and thank you again for tuning into this last bonus Thursday installment of Another Christmas Story, and every installment of the book prior to this Thursday. Thank you all for your love and support. We couldn't ask for better listeners in the world than all of you. You're truly the best, and we are so lucky we get to consider you all legitimate friends and so many of you family. Make sure to do your homework, watch an 8-bit Christmas and a boy called Christmas, and we shall speak to you again next week. Bye, y'all. I want to thank the storm that brought the snow Thanks to the string of lights that make it glow but I want to thank you, baby You make it feel like Christmas It barely took a breath to realize We're gonna be a classic for all time I want to thank you, baby You make it feel like Christmas Change your brain.